Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 178 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody's having a great week. All right, 420 was yesterday. I hope your minds are clear enough to listen to today's episode. For those of you who celebrated yesterday, all right? I hope you guys aren't too foggy. Right, oh, you guys aren't too out of it, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, listen, man, got some good things to talk about today. All right, I'm not even gonna hold this up. Let's just jump right into things. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. There are some teams are down and out, some teams still fighting, but things are happening. Let's start off with the Celtics and the Nets series. Okay. They played game two last night in Boston. I talked about game one yesterday on Electrified Vision. Go check that out on YouTube. But tonight, today, we're going to talk about game two, and we're going to talk about the series. Initially, I said Boston in six, but now it's it's looking like that series, the series may be a little shorter, man. This This is crazy. Like, I'm watching the game last night, and, you know, Katie made a shot, and, and they called the Nets, you know, not your average seventh seed. Okay, I get that. It's Kevin Durant. It's Kyrie Irving. Did we expect them to have a seventh seed this season? No, but knowing what we knew about the New York's uh, mask mandates, vaccination mandates, excuse me, I knew Kyrie wouldn't be playing too many games. Home and you know home game, so I knew that would have a, an effect on what they did this season. Um, injuries, and then you finally get the James Harden trade, and things happen to the Nets this season. But they 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 power through it, and they got themselves into the playoffs with seven seed. Now they have played Boston a couple times this season, and the last time I, I saw them play Boston in a regular season, Boston's defense did what they did. No, Boston's defense did what they're doing now. Stifling. Suffocating defense. It's Katie and Kyrie Irving. Two of the most unguardable players ever. Right? Two of the, two of the best scorers ever. Kyrie's one of the probably the best ball handler ever. Katie is one of the best scorers ever. We know that. I'm not taking that away from them. When you go into a game against these two fellas, you know you're not stopping both of them. The best thing you can do is slow them down and make one or the other take the shots. Or if you get a, if you get you know all the stars aligned correctly like you did last night, you got to make somebody else make the shots. And that's what happened in the first half. 
Bruce Brown and Dragic, they came off the bench and they were going off. But they can't do that all four quarters. That's They're not built for that. Dragic, yeah, Dragic give you 18 off the bench. But is he going to give you 40 off the bench? Absolutely not. Bruce Brown started you guys off 9-0 run. Okay, cool. Is Bruce going to give y'all 9 points every quarter? Is he giving y'all 28? Absolutely not. The two superstars have to be the two superstars in order for this team to win. Everybody's like, oh, the Nets, the Nets, the Nets. But when you talk about the Nets, are you really talking about the Nets as a whole? Or are you talking about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? I'm not saying they don't have help. Because the Nets are a good team. They do have pieces there. But as a unit, as a whole, is this a team that... Like, when we talk about the Nets going into see the top of the big three, man. Harden, Kyrie, KD, right? Don't think anybody's worried about Andre Drummond. I mean, you get Dragic in the trade, I don't think. Like, do you guys understand what I'm saying? This Nets team, I don't know. It just doesn't put fear in my heart. But when you talk about KD and Kyrie, all right, now I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous now. But... They both have to be on, on, for this team to really win. Last night, neither of them were on. I mean, neither of them were on. Boston's defense did exactly what they had to do, man. KD shot four for 17. Granted, he went to, uh, 18 for 20 from the line. Uh, 27 points. Six turnovers. I believe, what, four of those were in the second half? Six turnovers. Kyrie, four for 13. Ten points. Two turnovers. You get 16 from Seth, uh, Seth Curry. 23 from Bruce Brown, okay. But Katie and Kyrie combined for 37 points. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. Even though, you know, Tatum and Jason Brown, they didn't perform their best game, but they came alive in the second half when it mattered. Unlike Kevin Durant, who kind of disappeared in the second half when he missed 10 shots. He shot 0 for 10. A scoreless fourth quarter for him. This is supposed to be the the other day... (laughs) Tracy McGrady said this was the most skilled duo ever. <laughs> he said they were more skilled than LeBron and D-Wade. More skilled. Kevin Durant is supposed to be the best player in the world. He's supposed to be the best scorer in the world. Kyrie was supposed to be on the top 75, the all 75 list. This duo was supposed to be scary hours. Supposed to be the best duo ever. Best duo in the league. I can give you five duos better than KD and Kyrie. Oh, I, I can. I can. I can give you five. In no order. In no particular order. But here are five duos better than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Zach and Cody. Tia and Tamara. Jeff and Matt Hardy. Carly and Sam. And last but not least, Chandler and Joey. And what do all of these great duos have in common? 
they all have not won an NBA title together. How can we put KD and Kyrie on this pedestal? They haven't won together. What have they done together? Right now they're down 2-0 in round one. But this is supposed to be the best duo ever. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. You, you. And I hate to do this, but people did, did it last night. Uh, it's one Twitter page I follow. What's the Legion Hoops? They tre- they tweeted something along the lines um, of, like, are the playoffs less exciting because LeBron isn't in them? And all it was was a bait tweet, you know, a, a tweet to get unwarranted LeBron slander. I, I, that's all that was about. But I'm glad people were bringing up LeBron last night because why wouldn't they? I mean, they showed this all-time playoff list, and, of course, LeBron was at the top of it. But... Other than that, they were talking about if LeBron had this type of collapse last night in the fourth quarter, how Twitter would react. Oh, man. I <laughs> Wow. I mean, you go back to last season, last playoffs when LeBron lost in the first round. Okay. There was a party thrown. He danced on his grave. I would love to see some of that energy for KD and Kyrie because they're not coming out of this series, man. They might not even get a game. They might not even get a game. And, you know, Ben Simmons, he's still using his PTO. He hasn't clocked in yet. He might as well not even clock in. But then you look at what's going on in Philly, James Harden and and Bede and the Sixers, they're up 3-0 on the Raptors. And I remember somebody tried to tell me that the Nets won this trade. Won it how? Then they trade for him. It was snow on the ground. Well, shh. It was snowing around a lot of places the last couple of days, so I'll take that back. Um, 2022 was a new year when uh, Ben Simmons got traded to the Nets, and he still has not clocked in yet. That's a problem. And they're talking about, oh, game four. Game four, the series might be over by then. If the Celtics are up 3-0 by game four, what would be the purpose for Ben Simmons to suit up? He needs to stay on the sideline and get his fits off, man. I like that green. That green was a lambskin. I like that. That was nice. I enjoyed that. But quite frankly, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't know if Ben Simmons has been running with, you know, the net starters or how the chemistry building has been going. But I don't think it's going to be enough to come back in a series, especially if you're down 3-0 by the time that you're back. I don't think you're going to have enough chemistry built to be able to fight back from 3-0 once again. All right, if you guys take a game at home, maybe you win maybe you win the next two. But if you don't, if you if you drop one at home and you go back to Boston down 3-1, you might as well go ahead and write the uh the the summary on your tombstone yourself because you're dead you're done it's over finito el fin that's all folks like it's over so i don't know man there's a lot there's a lot i just want to say that 
if KD and Kyrie do not make it out of the series, the Nets don't win, I don't want to hear any excuses. Last year, it was old injuries, and the foot was on the line. I, I'm not, no, don't want to hear anything. Anything. And then they lose this. If they get swept, okay, it's going to be ugly. But even if they don't make it out, it still should be ugly. Because there's going to be questions asked. Okay, there are going to be questions asked. There will be, there will need to be a dialogue started. The dialogue has already started about Kevin Durant. I mean, excuse me, about Kyrie Irving. I mean, yeah, you, we know how he performed with LeBron uh, with the 3-1. That's serious. Okay, but that, that was six years ago. What have you done for me lately? You go to Boston, nothing happens. Now you come to Brooklyn, you get KD. Now we're looking at KD as well. What have you done since being Weapon X in Golden State? Right? If you get a first-round exit this year, hey, man, people going to start asking questions. People going to start asking questions, man. But this is why I, 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 I just can't. You cannot put that best player in the world title on any and everybody. Is KD one of the best in the league? Absolutely. But I just don't, I can't, you can't put that on anybody. You can't. But hey, there's a lot of basketball left. We never know. We don't know what can happen. We could, have, we could be having a totally different conversation by game four if the Nets take the next two at home. But we will see. That remains to be seen. Now, let's stay in the Eastern Conference, and let's go down to Miami. Um, you talk about the team defense, man. Game one, they hold Trey Young to 10 points. But we know Trey is going to get his eventually. So, I, all right, you know, it was a better scoring performance from him. 25 points, 10 for 20, even though he shot two for 10 from three. But he had 10 turnovers. 10 turnovers. As a whole, the Hawks had 19. So Trey Young accounted for more than 50% of their turnovers. They got that boy in a Punjabi prison. Trey Young has been playing this series in handcuffs. I tried to tell him this is not New York. Now, him locked up, somebody had to go off. Who decided to go off? Bogey. I mean, he was just letting the threes fly. He had 29 points off the bench. Off the bench. He was making me nervous. He was. He was making me nervous. He was a little nervous. But you know who settled me down, calmed me down? Jimmy freaking Butler. 45 points. 15 to 25 from field goal. 4 of 7 from 3. 11 to 12 at the free throw line. Couple left, two steals. Couple rebounds, five assists. The man went crazy. He went crazy. Tyler Hero at 15 off the bench. Um, Max Strauss had 14 The starters Listen we all knew whose night it was It was Jimmy's night you know. And, and it's crazy because I got on Jimmy 
uh, it was towards the end of the second quarter, and he had an open shot. He had an open lay. It looked pretty open, but he decided to pass the ball. Excuse me. To P.J. Tucker. And P.J. Tucker missed the shot. It's like, yo, come on, bro. You got to stop being so passive. He must have heard me. He had to have heard me. Because then in the second half, he went absolutely ballistic. I mean, the last three he made that was like the dagger, I I was losing my mind. Jimmy Jimmy Butler's a killer, man. He is a killer. I don't think Jimmy gets the credit that he deserves for being a killer because he is such a passive team first type of player, but when he wants to be that selfish, bad MF, oh he can be. He can be that. We saw that. We saw that in the finals a couple years ago. And I'm so happy that Miami had the season they had. They got the one seed and they're handling their business as of right now against a team that really isn't in their uh, league. I mean, I'm not saying that the Hawks are a bad team. I just don't think they are have enough to compete with the Miami Heat. So for them to be handling their business right now up 2-0 and, and playing the defense that they're playing, I think back to the finals and how everybody said, oh, the bubble, the bubble, the bubble. All right, well, we're not in the bubble no more. We're not in the bubble no more. Yeah, last season was bad, but they got right back. They're fine now. Stop playing with Miami, man. Stop playing with Jimmy Butler. Stop playing with Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. Give it to him. Stop playing with Eric Spolster, coach of the year. Give it to him. This Miami team is serious, man, and I would love to see them in Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals because that's what I got right now. I think that... It's very cliche, but defense does indeed win championships, and I believe Boston and Miami have the two of the best defenses, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NBA, and I think it's going to take them very far, and I, I really believe that these teams will be running into each other, and whoever wins will be going to the finals. That's what I think. I truly believe that. Um, I don't think that mentally... I'm not saying that because, you know, mentally, Trey Young is very mentally sound, but I don't think that this series is the type of series he expected from Miami. I think after that run he went on last year, he went on a tear last playoffs, and when Miami got eliminated, that's who I was riding with. I was riding with Trey Young. But he were, he he's running into a buzzsaw. This Miami defense is smothering, man. They're not going to let him do whatever. They're not. Like, you know, in the play-in, Charlotte, they let him do whatever. It's not happening, Miami. They know what you're doing. They know you're going to – they know. You you can score. You know We know you can score. We know that. We know that. You know, we know that. But it can cut you off. They can stop you and force the rest of your team to step up. Look at this, man. Two points from Gallinari. Nine points for Kevin Herter. The only person that showed up to play basketball was Bogey. I mean, that's not, you know, to discredit 16 from Hunter and the 13 and 10 uh, from John Collins, but it's just not – I just don't think it's going to be enough. Man, I think this Miami defense is just too much for them. And then when – <laughs> well, you couple that with 
you know, when they turn that defense into offense and they're scoring, and this was a game that could have been a blowout. Like, you know, Miami was losing the battle on the 50-50 balls, but they clean – if they just clean everything up, the things that needed to be cleaned up, these next two games, it could be very ugly, man. It's, it's, it's getting dark for the Hawks. It's getting dark for the Hawks. This, this is looking like get your brooms out. That's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. We shall see, though. We shall see. Uh, there was another game last night. The Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Aaron Rodgers was in the building. Uh, Randall Cobb was in the building. The state of Milwaukee. Wow, the state. That's crazy. I take that back. The city of Milwaukee. The state of Wisconsin. I don't think I've realized, well, maybe last year. But they do love their Bucks, Don't they? That that arena is, I mean, jam-packed. Like, bro, it looked like a football game in there last night. I was like, wow, look at all those people. For whatever reason, it looks it really looked like more people than any other game. Like, they were deep in there last night. I was like, okay. All right. But they weren't supposed to lose last night. They weren't supposed to lose last night. I mean, dog, Giannis... 33, 18, nine assists. Even though at some points, you know, Caruso, when guarding him, had him in prison. But the Bucks played a good game last night, man. I mean, guys were scoring. The problem is now for them, Chris Middleton with this MCL sprain, that's, that's a problem, man. That's a problem. That is a, that is a big problem. You know, that's that's Giannis's number two man and I don't know if I mean this is Giannis can I, I think he can carry the load. I, I do, but this, this Bulls team is very scrappy. I had they had no business winning this game, man. I, I didn't think they would. DeRozan forty one. Zach Levine twenty. Um they had a good night. They had a good night. But DeRozan, man, towards the end of the game, he shot some shotgun shots. I mean, they hit the backboard. Kaboom. But they kept getting a rebound, and he finally said, all right, let me take this thing to the rack. Got the got the bucket. All right, cool. Game was pretty much over right there. Um, Caruso had 10 assists. He was, you know, when you talk about the one that got away, man, the Lakers are going to hell for that. I, I can't believe they let Caruso go. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But um, the Bulls are tied the series, man. It's 1-1. I mean, hey, hey, these are the champions, right? These are indeed the champs. And now they are finding themselves about to be in the dogfight with Chicago Bulls because you're down a band. And not just any man, this is Chris Middleton. Big on offense and defense. Um, I'm not saying the Bull, the the Bucks are in trouble, but it, it, it'll be something to watch. I mean, especially now going back to Chicago for the next two games. If the Bulls can leave Chicago, at least with the series tied 2-2, they'll feel a lot more confident going back to Milwaukee. 
Hell, imagine if they go up 3-1. Hey, man. Hey. It's the defending champs, though, you know? Let's be honest. Supposed to be the, you know, he's supposed to be the one. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. Stand in the East. This, uh, this Philly and Toronto series is over. Um, I thought it was over to get to uh, a couple nights ago, but they went to overtime last night and Embiid hit a three and told Drake he'd be coming back for the sweep and Drake knows he's not lying. Uh, the, the, the Philadelphia 76 is where we're moving on to the next round. See y'all soon. See y'all soon. Um, the Raptors just don't have enough, man. They do, they don't have enough. They don't have enough at all. The, the Philly is just too much for them, point blank. Um, let's take a look at what we got going on, who's playing tonight. I think we got more Western Conference matchups tonight. Uh, let's take a look. Yeah, we got the Mavs and Jazz tonight. Game two, three of that. That's um, that series is tied. I, I, all they had to do was get one, man. All they had to do was get one. That's it. You know, with Luca being out, he said he was gonna be out the, the first two games. Like, all right. Well, if the Mavs can take one of those two games, they will be in good shape. Well, they're in good shape now, and he's talking in the game three or four return. But if say he doesn't play game, you know, he doesn't play tonight. If he doesn't play game three, and, um, you know, they win this one. They can win this one, the first one in Utah. You're up 2-1. Game four, you, you, you chance it. Maybe you tie, get serious tied, and then you go back to Dallas, and then you play him. But if you go up 3-1, if you win the next two, you don't need Luka this series. I, I really don't think you need him this series. You, if you can rest him up, this whole first round and then have them back fresh for round two, that's best-case scenario for uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and I think they know that. Um, then you look at the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. The Grizzlies bounce back of the night. Uh, blowout win over the Wolves. Uh, John Moran is John Moran. I, I, don't, I don't know if y'all knew that or not. Uh, what else we got going on tonight? We have the... Um, Game three of the Warriors and Nuggets. That series is over. I, I, the Warriors, man, Jordan Poole, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, that lineup, the death lineup, the new death lineup, Jesus, my God. Um, poor Jokic, feel bad for him, but not really. Um, I follow, an, I know a Nuggets fan, my um, man Daryl. Follow him on Twitter. You know, we, we go way back to middle school. And he just ran his mouth all season about the Nuggets. And he, he did a lot of laughing when the Lakers were losing. Now, granted, I'm not a Lakers fan, but you you guys know I love LeBron. So I took that a little personal. So I, I do enjoy watching the Nuggets fail just because, like, bro, why are you so worried about LeBron and the Lakers for? Worry about your own team. Where is Jamal Murray? Has anybody seen him? Oh, okay. But back to the Warriors and the, the Nuggets. This this series may be over. Um, the Warriors are all the way back. Like, remember the last two seasons? I remember 2019, Raptors put them down. 2020, not healthy, right? Not healthy, pandemic year, Clay's hurt, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's the bubble, and, yeah, they, don't, they do nothing, right? 2021, they get bounced out of the play-in. They're back now. They're back. 
the Warriors are back. And they may be going back to the NBA Finals. I don't know if anybody in the West, as of like I, I'm looking at the West, I don't know if anybody else has the firepower to match them. I think the Grizzlies will give them a fight. Um, Luka will give them a fight. But, hell, I don't even know about the Suns, man, especially with Devin Booker being hurt. I mean, come on, man, Pelicans... B.I. gave them buckets the other night, man. The Pelicans, hey, man, hey, man. The, the Suns may be in trouble. You talk about somebody in trouble, the Suns are in trouble. That That's who we need to be worried about. The, the, the Phoenix Suns are in danger. They are not safe. They are far from safe. T's and P's to them. Everybody keep the Suns in your thoughts and your prayers. They... They need them. They are in trouble. Somebody call 911. With Kashadi fire burning on the dance floor. No, I'm no seriously though. They they are in trouble. Um We'll be watching that though. We'll be, we'll be watching that. Uh da, 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 da. let's see, let's see. I think that's all I got for the NBA playoffs. Uh, we didn't talk about the playoffs last week because we were, you know, I was stuck on the NFL offseason and everything, and we were, we went on on about that for a while, and you know, but now that the playoffs are in, are in full swing. It's more to talk about. Um, you guys know how I feel about the NBA. I do like I love basketball, but we can't. I can't talk about it like this until the playoffs because so many games. Um, I just feel like the playoffs, it's when everybody is at their best, man. Everybody is hooping, hooping. You know what I mean? Everybody is like, yo, we know what time it is, right? There isn't a next week or next, you know what I mean? This series is it. Um, so, yeah, I, I love playoff basketball. It's definitely, definitely good times. Um, so, yeah, man, I'll be, I will be watching. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Uh, the, probably will watch the, uh, Grizzlies game tonight. I'll probably check the Mavs out, see what they do. But um, that Warriors series is over, man. It's over. It's over. But, like I said, last week we got stuck on the NFL offseason, which has been wild. And, and, boy, it's got even wilder. So, 49ers receiver Debo Samuel has reportedly, formally requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers with reasons stemming from money to him not liking his role and wanting to be a sole wide receiver and not so much the running back hybrid that he has been used as and more so used as this past season as he was a fantasy dog for me. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is this man feels like he wants to be treated as a regular wide receiver. Not only do I want to be a wide receiver, I want to be paid as a wide receiver, not somebody who plays two positions. But you would think somebody who is able to play running back and wide receiver would get more 
money, especially at his young age. But in reality, him playing both positions is only going to shorten his career. Therefore, he will, may have a shorter shelf life, which would equate to a smaller contract. So you know what Debo has figured out? Okay, if Christian Kirk is getting four years, what, $72 million, and he hasn't gotten a 1,000-yard season, but last season I put up 1,700 from the uh, 1700 yards from the line of scrimmage. Oh, I'm going to need some of that Christian Kirk money. Oh, Tariq Hill just got this extension to Miami. Oh, Devontae Adams, he was the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL for about 10 minutes. Oh, I need some of that money. Then you look on the other side of the spectrum, same division, same conference, but he's a Super Bowl champion. Cooper Cup doesn't want to get paid. Oh, you know, I'm just worried about being both sides. No, 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 Coop. That's you. That's how you feel. You're on a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, you want to be a piece of the puzzle, but I know you want to get broke off a little bit. You got family. Don't be dumb. But you look at Debo. He ain't won nothing yet. But they've been running him into the ground, right? Huh. He's he's probably the most important person on that team, right? He carried this team last season when they didn't have any running backs in the backfield, right? He went he, he played with both Trey Lance and Jimmy G, right? Oh, okay. Who's the most valuable 49er right now? Probably Debo Samuel. His current contract, which is his rookie deal, four years, $7 million. Four million and some change guarantees. $7.2 million. He would be unrestricted free agent next season. So you go into your contract year. And we look at the, uh, let's look at the uh, 49ers cap space. Give me one moment, pull it up. Over the cap. Right now, they have $743,000 in cap space. Twenty-six million tied up in Jimmy G, thirteen tied up in Trent Williams, twelve in Jimmy Ward, ten in Nick Bosa. They don't have any money. <laughs> they don't have any money. They don't have any money. That's a problem. That is a problem. You look at, you know, they just paid. You know, Kittle just got that new extension signed a couple years back. And now it's time for Debo to get paid, who I think right now is more valuable than Nick Bo, um, excuse me, more valuable to uh, than George Kittle to this offense. Now it's time for him to get paid, and you can't pay him. Where's the money going to come from? Unless you trade Jimmy G, where is the money going to come from? And then, you know, talking about money and where the hell is money going to come from? 
you look at what just happened with Denzel Ward, he becomes the highest paid corner in NFL history. Now it's like Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander is going to break the Packers' pockets. I mean, it's going to be so bad that the Packers are going to be emailing fans asking them for donations. I'll tell you what, I got $25 right now. I can donate to the contract. But back to Debo Samuel. The wide receiver market got wrecked by the Jaguars and Christian Kirk. We know that. That probably set off some cataclysmic events, this being one of them. Debo's looking around. He's like, okay. Yes, I can be a hybrid. Yes, I ran the ball. I had eight rushing touchdowns last season. You know, you're using me. I'm, I'm coming out of the backfield. I'm banging bodies in the trenches like I'm an actual running back. Like, my number is not 19, but it isn't like it's 31. I have been playing like that. Correct. I know that. I know that Mike McDaniel, who is now in Miami, you know, the type of offense that him and Shanahan, Shanahan were running together, you know, allowed me to have success. But I also posted 1,400 yards receiving. A lot of yet. So treat me and pay me as a what? A wide receiver. Do not come to me with running back money when I'm not a running back. I am listed on the roster as a wide receiver. I want wide receiver money. You guys can't pay me that. And you probably are going to still try to use me in this hybrid role granted i have had success but it's not good for the body i don't want to keep banging bodies with other grown men if i don't have to grant i'm not saying i'm not going to do that as a wide receiver i'm just saying that i'm not trying to come out of the backfield and do it every game you look at the way Tyreek Hill is used out of the backfield, it's to the outside. You look at how the Packers sometimes use uh, Randall Cobb, it's to the outside. These guys are not running between the A and the B gap like they weigh 275 pounds. You understand what I'm saying? Now, Debo is a big guy, but he's not a running back. He's a wide receiver. So, Debo wants out. Where could Debo go? He knows uh, Robert Saylor uh, up there in New York. He knows him up there in MetLife. He knows him, the Jets. He knows Mike McDaniel in Miami. He, he thought he was going to be a Patriot at one point. But it's all about who can get the, you know, who will send that, that, that trade through and what they will offer. I'm sure that the 49ers are going to be looking for a lot in return. And especially if they keep him in conference, and not only in conference, but to their conference rival. If Debo is traded to the Packers, let me tell you all what I will do. I will order a Debo Samuel Packers jersey, and I will sit it on my desk, I'll set my camera up, and I will eat the jersey on the camera. That's what I'll do. So, there's my feelings about that. But in all seriousness, all seriousness man, the, the, this offseason has proved that these, not proved, but enhanced, furthered the, the point, that these guys in this league want to be paid their worth, and they want to be paid their worth now. 
not only in football, we saw it with the MLB lockout. Especially young guys, young athletes, man. They want to get paid, man. Don't wait until I'm damaged goods and you can't give me a second or third contract. No, pay me now. They know their worth. This isn't the early 2000s. Hell, this isn't the the early 2010s. These guys know the business. They're they're, they're working with their agents. Some of them don't have agents. And they they know the game, man. They know the system. They're getting even better off the field than they are on the field. They're not stupid. They're far from it. And they know their worth. They They know what they deserve to be paid. So... All of you uh, GMs and owners and management uh, can thank Christian Kirk and the Jacksonville Jaguars for this. This is their fault. 100% their fault. 1,000% their fault. So, with draft day coming up, uh, you know, this Debo Samuel thing will be something to keep an eye on. Um, something I won't be keeping my eye or eyes on is the USFL, um, fan-controlled football, the ISS, the XFL, the the whatever lead, the AARP, the CDC, the Run DMC, the EDC, the FCC, the FDA, the DEA, the FBI, the CIA, the WWE, one, two, three, ABC. Now I know, like, I don't care what the acronym is of the league. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching spring football, bro. I, I can't. I can't bring myself to it. I tried with the XFL. I tried with the AFL. Uh, no, what, was that the AFL? Whatever, the AAF? Was that what it, the All-American football? Whatever the hell that was. Um, I even watched Canadian football when Johnny was up there. I can't, I can't do spring football, though. I can't. I can't. It doesn't look like football. It doesn't feel like football. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't care about the the POV uh, helmet cams and the, the no. I'm not. I'm not rolling, bro. I'm not rolling. It. They can't even get the stadiums full, and they're like small stadiums. They can't even get people to come out and watch. Uh, the the uniforms are ugly. And don't get me wrong. This could be a this is this could be a great opportunity for some guys who may tr- be trying to get to the NFL. All right, cool. Uh, you look at it from that perspective, cool. But as a fan, as a watcher of sports, someone who loves the sport of football, not just the NFL because I love college football. Hell, I even love high school football. I can't get jiggy with the spring football league. I can't do it. It's like I don't drink soda anymore, or I try not to, but Sprite. No, bad example. Pepsi, diet Pepsi. Mountain Dew, diet Mountain Dew. It's like, not even that. Wrong thing. You ever seen somebody try 
to tell you that these uh, cauliflower with hot sauce on them are, are buffalo wings. Have you ever seen those videos when they try to tell you that cauliflower, fried cauliflower with buffalo sauce on them, are buffalo chicken wings? That's what it feels like when I try to watch spring football. It's like, it's supposed to be one thing, but the ingredients are not there. It don't taste the same. It don't feel the same. It's not the same texture. It's just not giving. I don't care about the XFL when it comes back. I don't give a damn if they brought out a ring and had the inaugural halftime show be Roman Reigns versus The Rock at the first XFL kickoff game. They're not, I'm not watching. It's not happening. Football is from September to February. Football does not exist outside of college spring games. I'll, I'll even watch those games. Preseason football as well. So August to February. But March, April, May, no. Baseball's back. The NHL playoffs are starting. The NBA playoffs are happening. Who is watching fan-controlled football right now, fam? All right, cool. You got T.O. over there. He caught one catch. That was at the end of the game. Yeah, it was a touchdown, but it was one catch. Did it go viral on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, because it's T.O. But who was there to watch it in real time? What Keith Sweat say? Nobody. Who's watching the USFL? Nobody. Who's watching fan control football? Nobody. Who's watching? Nobody. Nobody, baby. Nobody's watching it. I, I saw the numbers. They looked okay. They weren't bad. It's because there wasn't nothing else on. Try to go head up for one of these playoff games. Try to put a game on tonight. Try to do some Thursday night football. Who watching? Nobody. We're not watching that. I'll tell you what. You know how you'll get me to watch the USFL? Put Kaepernick on one of them teams. And I'll be locked in. I'll get a jersey. But I'm not about to watch no guys that y'all done picked up off the street. Say, hey, you want to play some football? No, thank you. I'm good. We're all good. No, the, 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 the best thing that's came out of the XFL, which is, I mean, excuse me, the USFL, which has actually been the worst thing, has been this, like, they, they're doing, okay, they're doing a documentary. It's a hard knocks type of thing. And they cut a guy because he didn't want a chicken salad. He wanted a pizza. I don't know, dog. That just sounds a bit insane to me. But y'all want me to watch the football games, though. No, thank you. I, I refuse. I refuse. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I refuse. 
Um, let's get off of that. Let's go back to last Saturday night. I'll wrap up with this, and then I'll get you guys out of here. Um, so, Errol Spence, Dennis Ugas. It went the way I thought it would go with with uh, Spence stopping Ugas. It was I was happy to see a stoppage. It's been a while since we saw a stoppage from Errol Spence, but Errol Spence just showed us why he is the best welterweight in the game today. Uh, Ugas was in that fight. He was he was scrapping, but I tell you where he messed up. Not where he messed up, but where things you know started went south for him. So he had knocked Errol Spence's mouthpiece out, and Spence. He knows you got to protect yourself at all time, but it looked like the ref may or may not was about to jump in. So Spence looked down and was, you know, looking for his mouthpiece. And he he, he found it, but two blows found his side of his jaw from Udenis Ugas and knocked him against the ropes. And I believe that was the sixth round, and that was the opening that Ugas needed. He did hurt Spence for a, a hot second, but then that pissed Spence off. That woke him up. Then in the seventh round, th- that just began the, the beatdown, man. I mean, the, the inside, the body hooks, I mean, the body shots was killing Ugas. The body shots would then lead to a plethora of uppercuts that just kept, kept clipping that eye. I mean, dog, this is not the first the second or third time we have seen this happen, he broke the man's orbital bone. He broke his eye. He broke his eye. If you break my eye, I'm coming back with a weapon. He broke his eye. No way. No way. No way. That's insane. But after the fight, he told the people what he wants. He told Terrence Crawford to coming for the belt. Now Terrence Crawford cannot hide behind top rank anymore. It's time. Give it to me at the end of the year. It's time to unify the 147-pound division once and for all. That's all I got for you guys this week, man. Go to YouTube, watch Electrified Vision yesterday. It was pretty good. Um, listen to episode 177 if you haven't. Um, follow me on Twitter at Electrified Pod and Instagram at, oh, wow. I mean, excuse me. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Electrified. Damn. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Eric Lyons TV. You can also follow the podcast account at Electrified Pod. Um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Um, thank you guys for watching, listening. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you listen to today's episode. Like, retweet the drop, repost the drop. Um, thank you guys again. And for the 107th, whoa, wow, 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 wow. Style it back a little bit. Thank you guys for listening. And for the 178th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.